Welcome to the AI Chat Podcast. I'm your host, Jaden Schaefer. Every day I break down AI news, interview guests, and explain the implications of AI in your life and business. I need to ask you for a big favor. Believe it or not, we have around 92,000 people that listen to this podcast every month, which is absolutely amazing. But when you go to our Apple Podcasts or Spotify pages, we only have around 110 reviews total. If you could do me a massive favor and give this podcast a review, I would be super, super grateful. Every time I contact an incredible founder or CEO in AI, they look at the podcast, they look at how many reviews I have, and that helps me to get better guests on the show. So if you could do a huge favor to myself and also yourself, go to the Apple Podcasts or the Spotify page, wherever you listen to this, and give a review of the show. If you've noticed lately, I've been doing interviews with some really phenomenal CEOs. I have some more amazing ones coming up in the coming weeks with some CEOs that have raised hundreds of millions of dollars for their AI startups. I want to bring these to you and I want to get more of those. So please drop a review, go to your wife's account, go to your husband's account, go to your kid's account and leave a review. I don't care. Help us get more reviews and I promise I will help bring some amazing AI entrepreneurs and guests onto the show. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify. The global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. Recently, I have seen in the news reports that there is a New York Times lawsuit that could force OpenAI to wipe out ChatGPT and start over. OpenAI could be fined up to $150,000 for each piece of infringing content. So today on the podcast, I'm going to be talking about what exactly is going on with this lawsuit and what the implications are for the industry. So let's dive into it. So this all comes back to the New York Times because recently they amended their terms of service to prevent AI companies from mining its articles and images to essentially enhance AI models. Now there's buzz that the media giant might be gearing up to bring some legal action against OpenAI. So this is a move that, you know, if successful, could severely impact OpenAI's operations, including potentially dismantling the data set of ChatGPT and incurring fines of as much as $150 for every infringing piece of content, right? This would be a very big deal. There's a ton of content on there and they could probably prove um, millions and millions of dollars uh, of content that is infringing, right? If this is if this is the course they go. So sources with some firsthand knowledge informed NPR recently that the New York Times legal team is considering if litigation is the right step to safeguard the intellectual property of their content from their journal, of course. So at the time um, that this conversation was going on, both OpenAI and the Times hadn't responded to a bunch of different people have been requesting for them to make comments on this. And neither of them, they're both being very tight lipped and not responding to any journalists uh, questions on this issue. So if the New York Times does take legal action against OpenAI, um, it could mark one of the most significant copyright litigations since the very successful release of ChatGPT. So this development kind of comes on the heels of figures like Sarah Silverman and other authors that are trying to you know, pursue legal avenues against OpenAI, um, aiming to protect their literary copyrights. Um, however, I will say that ChatGPT isn't alone, right? AI platforms 
um, facing these challenges are very numerous. There's tons of AI platforms and all of them have used similar strategies. So essentially all of them would be wrapped up in these kinds of issues. So earlier this year, experts indicated um, that the image generating tool Stable Diffusion might be on shaky grounds due to similar copyright issues. And OpenAI seems to be really, you know, you could say it's squarely in the crosshairs of a lot of these early legal endeavors. So if the Times can really convincingly argue copyright infringement, OpenAI might find itself reconfiguring ChatGPT's entire data set to consist solely of explicitly approved content. So I think this would be a significant setback for the company, especially in light of recent reports by the Washington Post um, about, you know, uh, allegedly, right, they're, they're losing some users. And I mean, this is nothing too shocking. There was a massive hype at the beginning. Everyone had to try it once. A lot of people may not have found a use case for it and moved on or they just tried getting it to do a funny joke. It's like, you know, when Siri first came out and everyone was probably had really high usage of Siri, everyone was asking it where to bury a dead body and all sorts of morbid questions that went viral. Um, and, you know, eventually the the silly questions and hype moved past and people just use Siri for whatever people use Siri for. I actually think that's not probably the greatest comparison either because Siri, I think, is way... Um, it did not reach its full potential in any means, right? But in any case, um, I think that, you know, a lot of people have some growing skepticism towards AI's transformative potential. Um, but there's also a lot of people that are incredibly optimistic about it. So there's definitely two sides of every coin there. But... While many authors are primarily seeking the flexibility to exclude their works from OpenAI's dataset, the Times has um, some additional apprehensions. So a leading worry, as highlighted by NPR, is that platforms like ChatGPT could leverage the Times content to evolve into directly uh, being a competitor and potentially synthesizing articles based on the original investigation and, um, you know, the journalistic efforts of the newspaper's team. So the recent TOS change by the Times, which now bans the use of its content for AI-related endeavors, seems to offer the media entity an additional shield. There have been indications that the Times may be rethinking a licensing arrangement with OpenAI, which would have, you know, mandated compensation for New York Times content used in AI model training. However, NPR has reported tension in meetings between the two parties, casting doubts over, you know, the really the viability of that deal. Um, essentially considering the competitive potential for the result or for the for the product that could be created. So, you know, I think this is interesting. Um, I think that licensing is the way to go. I think OpenAI paying um, some sort of licensing fee to the platforms that they script content from is just makes sense. Grabbing it for free seems a little bit of a, you know, renegade cowboy move that maybe flies for the first few iterations of the beginning. But as you become a little bit, you know, very well funded and become a serious company, if you're grabbing people's data, uh, scraping it for free seems like a questionable practice that's going to just end in possible lawsuits. So I think OpenAI should just pay licensing. I know that would be exorbitantly expensive, but I mean, it is the data from a platform, so that makes sense to me. However, what they're hinting at here um, is that they may, you know, so companies like the New York Times may not even want to let them pay licensing because they're like, oh man, you're just going to make a competitor that can write news articles for us or synthesize our news articles and we don't want our journalists to get replaced, yada, yada. Of course, this thing isn't actually going to replace investigative journalists who have to like go and make phone calls to companies and try to go network with um, whistleblowers to, you know, leak important financial documents about frauds and scams. And like, there's all sorts of things that this AI is not going to go do, you know, get the trust of an employee at a company so that they'll tell you some sort of inside 
a piece of information that's really pertinent to an investigation or report you're working on, right? Like there's just all sorts of things these AIs are not going to do that humans will be needed for. Um, and I think that people are really barking up the wrong tree when they're like, oh no, we don't want to give, you know, ChatGPT access to the New York Times data set because then it's going to just like learn how to be a journalist. It's like, yeah, there's a thousand other journals. And guess what? Every single like journal has authors and you can just go to those individual authors and get them to contribute like their individual works um, if you wanted it to learn to be a journalist. So I think it would be ridiculous if the New York Times didn't, you know, if like they were offered a licensing deal and they said no, because we don't want you to, you know, train to be a journalist or replace our jobs. That's ridiculous. That's that's like, obviously it's going to get done with or without them. So I think that would be ridiculous. I think they should just take the money um, and appreciate being included in the data set and making some money from it. Um, because ultimately, uh, journalists are needed for a lot of the investigative work, but for like the literally putting the words together of the investigation, definitely an AI can do that. Like, and it can do it probably better and faster eventually. So I don't see why. I mean, I know some people are like sad about the craft of writing uh, going that direction. I, I get it, right? There, there's definitely that side of it. I have lots of people in my family that are English um, majors and whatnot and into creative writing and all that kind of stuff. But in any case, um, it's just the way it is. So like it or hate it, that's where it's going. The AI is going to do a better job. But I think this is an incredible opportunity for journalists to go get a whole bunch of really impressive pieces of information and reports, go get gather quotes, throw them all into a big soup, spit it to an AI and say, hey, turn this into a coherent, nice article, right? I gathered all the data. I did all the work spit it out. You could get some incredible articles written very timely. You could break reports and news very fast. I think that this is probably where this should go. But in any case, um, one thing I will say that is interesting, right? Because everyone's like, oh no, the New York Times is going to sue them for like $150,000 for every piece of infringing content. They're going to have to redo the whole chat GPT. Well, guess what? They are redoing all of chat GPT. They're about to train GPT-5. They're getting everything set up for it. They've just trademarked the name. For all intents and purposes, we can assume that GPT-5 is probably coming out in December. We've heard a lot of hints. Um, it's going to be really incredible. But guess what? If the New York Times files a lawsuit before then, they just exclude it from the data set of the next training model. And by the time all the litigations and lawsuits are done and and uh, New York Times says, ha, we're going to win and you got to pay us for every infringing thing. They're like, okay, great. Guess what? We've already trained GPT-5. Um, so pretty much OpenAI just has to drag it out into a, a legal battle that takes till December, at which point they can say, okay, fine, you win, we're not going to use, um, assuming they don't go for damages, and I'm sure they'll have all sorts of stipulations, but they'll say, you, you're fine, you win, we'll pull you out of the data set, and if you don't want to strike a licensing deal, you just don't get money. Other journalists will strike licensing deals, and they probably will get paid. So overall, I don't think this is a huge threat or existential worry, but I do think this does shift how OpenAI has to behave and how a lot of these other AI models have to behave. I think it's going to be more pay for the data, um, and I think also, these journalists need to kind of shift their perception so that they're not so concerned about this AI taking their job and learn to work with it. Thank you for listening to the AI Chat Podcast. If you enjoyed the podcast, I'd appreciate it if you rate me wherever you listen to podcasts. And if you're looking for an innovative group of AI enthusiasts, make sure you check out our Discord channel and also our Facebook community. It's obviously a lot more interactive than a podcast where we can actually share software tools, prompts that we're using in everyday AI. I'll leave a link for those in the description below.